Welcome to All Things Real Estate with Maria Recruit, your number one source for news for real estate in North America and worldwide. And I have all the movers and the shakers in the real estate business that I actually interview. And what I hope to gain is when we interview our guests, you will get some idea of what you could go into maybe. Like today we're going to be talking about rent to owns. I know that's a hot topic for everyone. Everyone wants to know. Myself, I've been in real estate for 20 years and I did a, a lot of rent to owns when I first started investing in real estate. I invested in short-term and long-term rentals. So I did bed and breakfast, cottage rentals, student rentals, rent to owns. So I did a lot of that when I was starting out. Now, Pretty much, I've kind of settled down to other things. Uh, rent to own, I, I I had someone in there actually, Rob. Would you believe it? For eleven years with my rent to own, she decided not to buy, which was fine by me. Wow. I know, which was fine by me. It didn't bother me at all. <laughs> you you want to buy it, you do. If you don't, it's okay. Next, you know. So now I've had people in there for three years that are just fabulous. No, not no rent to owns, but are just wonderful, wonderful guests. And I choose to call anyone who comes into any of my buildings guests not tenants not residents but guests you are my guests and that's how I treat you and that's how I want you to treat my home but it's my pleasure here to have today Rob LaMontagne and Rob uh, has been in the real estate business since 2010 when he started to buy real estate and um, he started studying about real estate which you were the smart one Rob to do that because a lot of people don't just go just jump into it don't know anything about it but Rob LaMontagne is a real estate investor and he does multifamily rent to owns wholesale and private lending investments as a real estate trainer and mentor He's teaching multifamily rent-to-own, creative financing, using private money. He's been self-employed since 1993, God bless you, with no pensions. So went back to school after the 2008 market, crashed to learn investing in real estate. Welcome aboard, Rob. Welcome aboard. Thank you for being my guest today. Oh, thank you, Maria. Thanks for inviting me on the show. My pleasure. Where are you from, Rob? Where do you live now? I live in Ottawa right now. Okay. Um, with with my wife and uh, my daughter's also in Ottawa, and my okay. two boys are in Montreal. Fantastic! So you have a big family. I know that you were in Ecuador, and you had to come back early because of the coronavirus. Is that right? That's correct. Uh, we were supposed to be in Ecuador until the end of April, but Air Canada canceled our flight, so mm -hmm. we had to come back uh, on March twenty seventh on one of the repatriation flights. How was that? Tell me. How was that? Was that uh, that was. That was that was not fun. Um, <laughs> Why not? Because, Tell me. <laughs> well, we were on we were on the coast. Um, our original plan was was flights throughout Ecuador, um, but we had to do a seven hour drive uh, from uh, from the coast to Quito in order to catch the plane. And the country is under movement restrictions and lockdown, oh. so we had that special documentation from the government. And uh, we we had to pass through. We passed through at least a dozen police checkpoints. Um, oh. Our our documents were all verified five times. Um, it was it, it's 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 really under lockdown there for movement to try and stop the spread of the virus. Yes, and you know what you're feeling actually. What happens during the wartime? We've never had to go through any of that before. How does it feel to be under such restrictions? It's scary, isn't it? Um, it, it, it was a little bit, but not too bad. Um, we, we were still, the, 
It wasn't it wasn't a full lockdown while we were down there. Um, there was a curfew um, after two p.m. until five a.m. Yes. And you you were you were able to go do and do you go and do your groceries once a week. Um, but it, it it there were there were serious movement restrictions. Mm-hmm. Yes, and much like yeah. we're having here. Yes, I know that. Yeah, people are actually getting fined for walking their dogs in the park. There's no one around. I don't understand that part of it. But hey, who am I supposed to? What am I going to say about it, right? But anyways, I know I have you on the show. And this is, again, for anyone who's just coming in late. uh, It's Maria Recruit, All Things Real Estate with Rob LaMontagne from Ottawa. We're going to be talking about rent to own. I know you do a lot of that. And I think that's what you teach a lot of people, uh, how to get into the business. And could you explain? to us um, when you started to, to do rent to own and what your strategy is, Rob? Sure. Um, essentially, rent to own is a really good strategy for people who can't get into the housing market today. Um, our typical client is someone who has has gone, looked at a property, and they failed to get their financing. Mm-hmm. So that can be for any number of reasons. Um, they could have run into financial difficulties as a result of, of something that's happened in life and, and illness, uh, sickness in the family, divorce, um, any number of reasons. Uh, we have people who do not have uh, enough credit to be able to get a mortgage. Mm-hmm. So uh, often cases we're looking at uh, new Canadians. Uh, we're talking about the self-employed who, um, uh, through the use of very creative accountants and and good accountants, have managed to pay uh, to pay tax on very little income over over several years. Okay. Um, so we have that type of a clientele, and when when we find somebody who has not gotten their financing, um, generally the real estate agent or the mortgage broker will refer them to us. Okay. And we'll sit down with them and we'll go over their finances. We'll go over exactly where they're at. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll talk to the, the mortgage broker and find out if they would have gotten their financing, what kind of a house could they have afforded? Okay. So at that point, we will um, send them out with a real estate agent uh, to go and find the house they want, or we will take over the the offer from them uh, mm-hmm. on the house that they may have offered on and not gotten their financing. Okay, fine. So, so because I've I've had a, there's a real reverb going on here. I don't know what it is, but um, okay. So so I, I actually have. I think it's on your part not my part. I don't know what's going on, but I'll just, I'll just forge ahead. Um, so I had actually some real estate investors asking me these questions yesterday. I told them to watch this show and I don't see them commenting. So I guess they'll catch up on it, Rob. But okay. So when someone is starting out who wants to do this strategy, okay, it's not that easy. You have to have paperwork in place because I've done it. So can you tell us about the two sets or three sets of paperwork we have to have that that the, the people who are going to do a rent to own with us have to sign? Because that's the first thing the new investors that want to go into this strategy need to know. Right. Uh, there, there are actually an abundance of contracts. Um, the the first thing that I do with a, with a potential tenant buyer is is – I will get them, I will go through all the paperwork and if they mm-hmm. want to get into the program, I will get them to sign a commitment letter. Yes. And with that commitment letter, 
um, they will they will give me their first thousand dollars of option consideration. Mm -hmm. So it's their commitment to go into the program. Yes. Um, and with that, uh, they will actually uh, start to go out and start to look at properties with a real estate agent or start mm -hmm. to discuss finances with a mortgage broker. Yes. Once they find a place that they are interested in, I will do the numbers on that specific property. Mm -hmm. And we will walk through the numbers on that specific property and I'll prepare a financial acknowledgement form for them, which lays out all the details of what this particular property would look like. Mm -hmm. And they will sign that saying that, yes, it is within their, within their means. Okay, good. Okay. Very good. At, yeah. at, at that point, they mm -hmm. owe us what, half of what we call option consideration. Okay. Um, a rent to own is really just a lease with yes. an option to purchase. Those yeah. are the two main documents, exactly. the main documents. Yeah. And so um, what we what we do at that point is say, okay, in, in exchange for us giving you the right to buy the house, the option to buy the house at the end of, of the, the program, mm -hmm. okay, you will give us so much money up front mm -hmm. and so much money a month yes. uh, to put towards that option consideration. Yes. Now, that option consideration um, will end up uh, being returned to them Mm -hmm. in full um, at the end of the program as long as they buy the property. Exactly. Yeah. So at, at the point that uh, they sign the financial acknowledgement and that we put an offer in on the property for them, mm -hmm. they will owe us half of the initial um, uh, the initial option consideration, which is generally somewhere between three and five percent of the value of the house. Okay. All right. Okay. Then. So, so uh, do you you do you really keep it tight as far as what kind of houses they'll be able to afford? Like, are we talking about first time uh, purchasers that probably around two, three hundred, or four hundred thousand dollars? Is that pretty much what your program um, considers for these people? Yes, mostly we're looking at entry level housing. Um, okay. It would be it would be rare for somebody in that position to be mm -hmm. looking at at something other than entry right. level housing, depending yeah. on what the market is. So, what would you say is the average price in Ottawa? Are you just doing it in Ottawa? Or are you doing it all over the place, Rob? Pretty much all over Eastern Ontario. Okay. I, I kind of limit it to within two hours drive of Ottawa. So okay. it's it's a day it's a day trip when I have to go visit mm -hmm. the tenant. Okay, so um, what would you say would be the entry level position of a rent to own home that you that you're doing at this time? In Ottawa, you're looking at somewhere in the neighborhood of four hundred thousand. Okay. Um, in the out, in the outlying areas, when we're looking at Brockville, when we're looking mm -hmm. at Kingston, uh, yes. Cornwall, St. Andrews West, uh, you you can be looking anywhere between two and three hundred thousand. Okay, so what percent? Okay, so if if you they were going to go ahead with you, they have to be really serious. And, yes, they do. Uh, yeah, they do. Otherwise, why even bother with them? Okay, so the next step is they're going to give you down up three to five percent. So in in dollars and cents, what would that be? Give me an example. Well, on a three hundred thousand dollar house, okay, five percent would be fifteen thousand. Okay. So at that point, they would need to give they would need to give me somewhere in the neighborhood of seventy five hundred dollars. Okay. We wouldn't we wouldn't do a rent to own without at least three yes. percent. Um, and the reason is because by the end of the three year program, um, we have taken and saved enough money for them as part of the mm -hmm. program, so mm -hmm. that they'll have a ten percent down payment, their legal fees, and their land transfer tax. Fantastic. So, we want to have somewhere between 11 and a half and 12% of the purchase price in the bank for them mm -hmm. so that they're in a position not to have to save money outside of the rent to own program yeah. to have their down payment. Yes, perfect. That's perfect. You're really helping them. I mean, this is a very good program. Okay, then. So, so the people that are going to do this, 
are, are at risk if they don't follow through. That's that correct. they're going to lose that money and they have to understand that. Um, so the other thing too is I know I did the rent to own because I found better tenants moving in that took care of the property. So That's they were, for me, they're problem free. You know? That's definitely correct. You you yeah. end up with better tenants mm-hmm. in a rent to own because mm-hmm. they are going to buy the house. It is going yes. to be their house. Yes. Uh, the other thing that you get is you get consistency of tenancy. Um, yes. You're going you're going to get a three year lease on a three year rent to own. So yes. you're not going to have to worry about about swapping out your tenants and and yes. putting new people in over the course of the program. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. Which which is a concern. I mean, we're always changing tenants, right? I mean, people should know to just stay. You know, um, it should know better than keep changing houses every year. That doesn't make any sense to me, unless they're running away because they can't pay the rent, right? So then they go and get find another landlord. But the landlords are smartening up now. They're going to ask you, so why did you leave the other house? Which like which is what I do, right? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, and then they start, you know, telling me the landlord wasn't good. Then I say, well, you know what? Before I even go any further, I'm gonna have to talk to your last landlord. Like, don't waste my time, right? So, so that's why I did rent to own, and it, it worked out really well. It worked out really well. But the people themselves weren't serious. I mean, they didn't understand. Even when I said, let's work on getting your credit up, they they weren't even interested in it. So I didn't take enough money at that time, Rob. That was my mistake. Okay. Yeah. And But things were different, right? 20 years ago, things were different. Things were different. Okay, then. So let's say on an average, how many people actually close after three years and purchase the property, Rob? Doing doing the way we do it, um, mm-hmm. there's there we have a, a quite a good success rate. Um, yes. The reason the reason is because uh, we take a lot of time with our tenants to begin with. Yes. Um, we explain the numbers. Yes. Uh, we're also very careful in our tenant selection. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We will we will we will go through um, for for every fifty to sixty or seventy people that you interview for mm-hmm. rent to own. Um, by the time we're done explaining it to them and they understand yes. the numbers, yes. um, we're only going to get one or two. Yes, I know. And that's what I found was I was wasting a lot of time with the people that weren't really serious. So I, that's why I stopped too. It's just, I, I just can't keep wasting my time with people that aren't serious enough. So, uh, but now I have to go through a hundred people now just to find good people to rent uh, my buildings to. So, I mean, that was just kind of showing what was going to come along now because it's getting tougher all the time. So, so let's, let's, for someone who's just starting out, what kind of questions do you ask the prospective tenant? Well, the biggest owner slash homeowner. (laughs) Yeah. The the biggest thing that I want to do is is go through their credit profile with them. Um, I want them to understand where they are right now from a credit perspective. Mm -hmm. I want them to understand why they did not get their mortgage. I want them to understand what it is they have to do between now and then and and the end of the program in order to to complete the program. Um, I work with some some great mortgage brokers. So mm-hmm. by the time I get a file, um, I will have their credit report. I will have their I will have their their debt load. I will have their employment history. I will have a lot of that information. Yeah, you need and that. That's right. And yeah. so I will I will then want to talk to them about uh, the kind of house that they want mm-hmm. and and the kind of house that they can afford. Yes, yes. And I found people were really, they, they there was no reality in them choosing a house. Like, no, not at all. find that too? <laughs> yeah. The, the, other, the other thing is that most of them are scared away by the cost of doing a rent to own. Yes. Um, because they don't realize when they start talking to us 
mm-hmm. that they need to save about 12% of the value of the house over the three years. Sure. So that's yeah. made up of their, their initial option consideration. Yes. And then we determine how much they're going to need at the end of the three years. Mm-hmm. And we divide that by 36 sure. and that yes. gets added to their payment because yes. their monthly, their monthly payment has two components. Mm-hmm. It's got a, a component that's rent yep. and a component that's option consideration. Exactly. And so um, in, in order to get into, uh, well, as, as, as an example, if you're buying a $400,000 house, okay, that means, that means that you're going to need somewhere in the neighborhood of, of, you know, 42, 43, $44,000 to buy that house. Exactly. So, so divide that by 36 and that yep. tells you how much you've got to save per month. Yes. And that's why we like to start out with somewhere between three and 5%. And I actually prefer the 5% because yes. that reduces their monthly commitment. Yes, it does. Yeah. And it's up to them if they want to go ahead with it or not. But do you find, but do you find, okay, so do you find any of them wanting to take you to the land and tenant board or are you finding people are very serious about this and toe the line and, and uh, are very, that are serious? Actually with, with tenant buyers um, for rent to own, Mm -hmm. uh, once you get them to the point that they want to do it, Yes. Um, they're, they're pretty committed, um, yes. because our, 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 process doesn't just stop at a financial acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. Um, once we have an accepted offer, uh, the tenant buyer actually does the house inspection. It's going to be their house. Yes. So they yeah. go through and they pick, they pick the property inspector. Mm-hmm. They go mm-hmm. through and do an inspection on what's going to be their house. Mm-hmm. And, and if they're happy with it, then they give us the, the property inspection mm-hmm. and we have to be happy with it as well. Um, okay. But they they acknowledge that they are responsible for anything mm-hmm. identified mm-hmm. in the property inspection. Mm-hmm. So, so they right have to, off the bat. So they have to pay for the property inspection, not us. No, that's right. That's it's right. going to be their house. Exactly. Yeah. And, okay. and they acknowledge responsibility for anything identified in the property inspection. Okay. Fantastic. So. Okay. I, I didn't do it that way, but that's probably what I should have done. I, okay. The, the, I'll take, take you to it. Well, you learn all the time, right? That's why I'm not doing it anymore. Yeah. So going forward, so they've identified the house. They've paid for the property inspection. They've given you $1,000 down. So and half, and, and half of the initial option consideration by now. So they're serious already at this point. That's now, right. if they don't go through with it, do they lose that? Like, let's say, um, you know, like before they go into the deal with you and they say, we've decided not to, do they get that money back or they've lost it? No, they get everything back, but the, for the initial thousand dollars. Okay. Okay. That um, makes sense. That makes sense. The initial thousand dollars is their commitment fee. Um, okay. And if they decide to back out, um, uh, then, then that's all that they would lose, mm-hmm. and I use that to basically pay for my mortgage broker's time and my sure. real estate agent's yeah. time, um, time in order to compensate them exactly. Yeah, um, I agree. They have to understand it costs money, right? Get it out in the open. Right. We as as homeowners, when we apply for a mortgage, and we pay for everything, so why shouldn't they also? Okay. So another thing is they uh, like. Uh, in in your in, the way you do your rent to owns, do they have to take care of anything that breaks down, or do you do a portion that you do and they do the rest, or how, how do you do it, Rob? No, they they actually cover all maintenance and and, and repairs on the property for the three Excellent. years, Excellent. and we get them to sign an acknowledgement of that that mm-hmm. they are responsible to it, and it's yeah. an addendum in the lease as well as in the uh, the option contract. Fantastic. Do you find they keep their lawns and they take care of the garbage and all of that? Do you Actually, find that they, they pull their weight? 
all but one that I've done has very okay. definitely. Okay. And if they don't, let's say they don't, do you get in touch with them telling them, reminding them that's their, their responsibility? Um, I actually visit them every six months and I do a home inspection every six months. So Good. I will schedule an appointment with them and I'll go through and I've got my checklist just as if mm -hmm. I, I was a, a landlord of a, a regular tenant yeah. Yeah. and we go through and they have to acknowledge the defects that we find and they have to fix the defects and mm -hmm. send me pictures of the fixed items. Wonderful. You, you've and got then I document that in a package. Yeah, you've got a good system going. Okay, so as far as uh, the uh, smoke detector, uh, carbon monoxide and all of that, is it their responsibility to take care of it? Um, it's their responsibility to look after it, but I check it. Of it's, course. It's part of, of my course. it's part of my inspection to okay. test it. Okay. Okay. But okay, they are essentially sense. responsible for the property. Yeah. That but that you know what? Then then this is really hands-free management, which which is the way to do it. Actually, well, that's, you're doing. that's what I'm doing for that's what I'm doing for my investors. That's really the key. Most mm -hmm. people who want to get into real estate don't yes. want to do it because of the hassles of dealing yes. with tenants and properties. Yes. And so that's where my investors come in. My investors are on mm -hmm. title of the property mm -hmm. um, and they provide the down payment, the legal fees, the land transfer tax to purchase the property. They mm -hmm. sort out the insurance. But after that, I look after the payment of all the bills. Mm -hmm. I look after the tenant. I visit and look after the tenant. Okay. Um, I prepare a semi-annual report uh, for all of my investors mm -hmm. on the status of their investment. Mm -hmm. um, okay. I send them copies of the building ins the um, inspection visits that we do. Mm -hmm. um, I keep them posted on progress of, of the tenant's finances. Um, and I also prepare the T776 for them at the end of the year to uh, include for their accountant to do their taxes. Fantastic. Okay. So in other words, it might be worthwhile someone who wants to go into rent to own an investor would get in touch with you and they would make sure that they were, they were worthy to get the loan. I mean, get the mortgage, I guess. So in other words, they're on title along with the people there or with you, like how, like, are you charging the management fee? Like, what is your role? Like, I, I know you're the manager, but that's right. Okay. But so, so that, the investor, okay. It, it, it essentially becomes a joint venture partnership with, with the investor. Okay. Um, the investor provides the, the money side of it. They provide the down payment, the legal mm -hmm. fees, and transfer tax. Mm -hmm. um, after that, I, I do the management. Okay. Um, and then at the end of the, the process, we split the profits. Okay. Oh, good. So in other words, they have, get, they, have to be, they have to get the mortgage. They have to take care of all the problems. In other words, yeah, they have to get the proper insurance. But you are on, are you on title with them then, Rob? No, it's 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 a special type of joint venture agreement. Okay. Um, I I I am a beneficial owner, not an owner on title. Okay. So it's a it's a it's a legal document that declares my interest in the property, uh -huh. and that the the investor is actually on title, and and holding a a, a type of trust okay. for my benefit. Fantastic. I've never heard of that before. So I love that. I love that. Okay, then. I can so, send you a copy of the document if you want course, to see it. Of course. I'd love yeah. to see it, right? I'm always I'm always yeah. curious to learn about all this. So in other words, the, the what what your your role is, you're the management part of it. You know how to do it. You know how to yeah. find the people. And that so they're on your part, um, it, it works very well with your schedule. So yeah. You have to make sure that the tenants pay the bills and all the yep. bills go in their names, of course. And okay, Correct. let's talk about the insurance part of it. Does the owner get insurance for the property because it's their property and then the tenant has to have content insurance, I would think, right? 
That's it. That's exactly correct. But it's okay. it's a standard it's a standard insurance policy for for the building mm -hmm. and liability for the owner, mm -hmm. and then the tenant has their own insurance package for their contents. Fantastic, fantastic! Wow, you've got your system down. Okay, so I have a question for you. Yeah. So, so now you're you have two sides here. You're in the middle making this deal happen, right? Mm -hmm. uh, how long does it take from when you find the proper client, and then they choose the house, and the person who wants to go into partnership with you, loosely I'm saying that, um, gets the financing, and then the people can move in? Is it, it usually take three months to do that? Two months? How does it work normally? It, it, it really depends on how long it takes uh, the tenant buyer to find their house. Um, okay. from, from, the point, from the point that we have an accepted offer on the house, mm -hmm. um, you're, 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 looking, you're looking at probably a month to six weeks to be able to do all the paperwork, get the financing, um, get everything in order. And then it also depends on, on what they said is the closing date. Okay. Okay then. So so it's probably four four to six weeks in terms of yeah. of work to, to to put everything together. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, I, I, could, yeah. I could I could see that. Rob. Yeah, because it doesn't yeah. happen overnight. Um. So no. So okay, I'm going to ask you another question now. So you have 50 people coming through <laughs> that want to go into this great deal. And they think it's not going to cost them any money. And I'm talking about the 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 tenant. Okay. Yeah. How long does it take you to get the right tenant? So just explain to me, does that take a month to find the right one or depends on, on the time of year? Like, how does that work? It's, 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 it's more a case of the tenants that we get have failed to get their financing. Okay. So they already, they're already at a point where they have, they have been looking at houses. They've already been kind of preparing for home ownership. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I will, I will, I will look talk to probably in the neighborhood of 50 or 60 tenants a year. Okay. Okay. A year. That's not too a bad. Then. That's no. not too bad then. And so how many of the 50 and 60, two or three a year, you would find the, the proper tenant buyer? Last year I did four of them. The okay. year before I did two. Okay. Um, this year, this year I've done, uh, I'm working on one right now where we have an accepted offer. Okay. So it's, right. it's a, it's a matter of, 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 working at it with with the tenant to make yeah. sure that we have a good fit okay fantastic okay so um my next question is all right i've got so many <laughs> questions for you cool. fabulous. you've got your systems in place i love that right okay then so um how long does it take for you to find a real estate investor who's interested in doing this and where do you advertise this where do you advertise for the tenant buyer and where do you advertise for the person who wants to go into a partnership with you well the, the tenant buyer i do put ads on kijiji um, okay for both tenant buyers and investors. Okay. Um, right. but the biggest the biggest source of tenant buyers, the, the ones who reply to my ads on Kijiji tend to be um uh not the same quality of potential a potential client because yeah. they have even less of an expectation of what a, a rent home yes, is going to be. Of course. The ones that come from the mortgage brokers and mm -hmm. real estate agents are the mm -hmm. best. So you, um, you touch base with mortgage brokers or real estate agents saying, listen, if you have someone who can't buy it, we're interested in, in touching base with them. And then you, you make sure that they qualify and then you send them up with the same agent who sent them to you. 
That's exactly correct. We always we always use our partner real estate professionals, yes. the, the real estate agents and the mortgage brokers yes. to process the deals yes. that, that they bring us. Okay. How many real estate agents do you have that you're partnering up with? One or two of them or or how do you how does that work? Right now I have three in the Ottawa area that I'm using. Okay. Um and and it it also it if the real estate agent is bringing me the client, then I'm using them. Of course. Um, Yes. So, so for example, I've got I've got an agent that I've used in Brockville, an agent in St. Andrews mm -hmm. West, an agent in Cornwall. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so different different agents depending on the area. Yes. And then for for the for the investors, you were asking um, how I find investors. Most mm -hmm. mostly word of mouth. Um, really. Once once people start to realize that you're doing rent to own. Mm -hmm. um, and and it gets passed around after you after you've done a couple i've got i've got one two two of my investors are on their second rent to own with me yes that's fantastic. Um, yeah because because i treat them well yes um, of course i i can't i can't guarantee a return for my investor mm -hmm. but what i do do is i is i say right off the bat mm -hmm. that we will split but this is my target mm -hmm. so the target that i will guarantee you is half of that Yes. If if, okay. if 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 we make less than double mm -hmm. that, well, mm -hmm. you still get your target, and mm -hmm. my part, my side is reduced. The okay. only time, the only time that my investor would not get their full share mm -hmm. is if, for some reason, we didn't even make that much. Which yeah. I wouldn't bring a deal to an investor like that. Yeah, of course, of course. We all want we all want our investors to make money, right? I mean, that's the one yeah. thing I've always done with people who lent me money, a second mortgage or first mortgages. They get paid first. Everything else is on that's the right. side, right? It's their money. They're 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 supporting me to build my wealth, actually. So why wouldn't yeah. I? And okay. you look after your investor and they'll be yeah. back. Yes. With so, friends. Okay, of, of course. So the investors that you find, are they usually younger people, older people, baby boomers who have money to invest? What, what, what are we talking about? My typical investor is going to be somewhere between 40 and 60 years old. That makes um, sense. Yep. They're, they're reasonably established in life. Mm -hmm. um, they, they tend to be professionals of some kind. Yes. Um, with with decent incomes mm -hmm. um, and and access to credit. Mm -hmm. Yes, <laughs> that's the main thing, right? Yes, I, exactly. mean, I, could, I could buy forever, but I have to have access to credit. <laughs> that's right. That's the only thing. I always said, I wish I had a couple million dollars. I'd be buying houses all over the place. But unfortunately, that's not the way it is always. Yeah. Okay, I have a question. So you have found an investor who wants to go ahead with the deal. Have you ever had an investor pull out of the deal? Like just I haven't had I haven't had one pull out of a deal, but mm -hmm. I have had one not qualify for their financing. Okay, okay, that's. <laughs> do you ask them to qualify beforehand? Uh, well, yes, and typically they are qualified. Yes. Um, but we just lost uh, an investor on the deal I'm currently working on, and the reason is because the banks have tightened the money supply. Oh yeah, that, oh, yeah. that investor was already approved oh. for for a mortgage four weeks ago. And they had they had a tenant pull out. And so oh. we went back and the bank turned around and this time said no. Wow. I know the banks are getting tougher all the time. So the tenant yeah. pulled out. They got their money back. And, and is this exactly when this happened with the coronavirus? Is that when this happened? Yes, this is exactly what happened. Yeah. And so our, our investor was actually planning to use his home equity line of credit mm -hmm. as a down payment. Sure. And the bank the bank said that no. uh, they wouldn't allow it. Yeah. 
I know that's what they're doing now. It's getting yeah. tougher. Okay, so so let, give me an example. So someone comes in is is qualified will buy a four hundred thousand dollar house. How much is that tenant buyer going to pay monthly in rent? How much is rent, and how much is the option? Okay, we base we base what we charge the tenant not necessarily on full market rent. Mm -hmm. What we do is we figure out what are our costs to hold the property um for that tenant okay. so we will we will figure out the down the uh, monthly mortgage costs we will figure out the the insurance the taxes um and we will add a, a small amount of monthly cash flow onto that um okay. generally generally two or three hundred dollars depending on the value of the house now that's what i used and, to do yeah, yes and that. that becomes that becomes the tenant's base rent Mm -hmm. Yes. Then what we do is we figure out how much money do they need to save over the course of the three years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that amount on a monthly basis gets added to their total payment. So we have the rent component and the option consideration component. Yes. Yeah. And two that's how it's figured out. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what I used to do too. 100 to two or three hundred dollars, depending, you know. Yep. Uh, okay. The the next thing is when I um when I did the rent to owns, I said I would uh, when it was time for them to purchase, I would be looking at five or I would be doing um a market rental analysis to find out what the houses were going for, and I would take the average, and that's what they would have to pay to buy the property. So I never tied myself down with saying ahead of time how much it was going to cost them. I just did it was going to be you know do the comparables so that they could see. Mm -hmm. And that's how we went. How do you do it? Do you do it that way also? Or do you set the price before they go ahead with the deal? No, we set the price up front. Um, okay. for, for, for example, in the Ottawa area, um, the, the average price increase uh, over the last 10 years, not including this year or last, yes. was about 4.1%. 4, 4 okay. um, last year, it was like 8%. And this year, we're, we're, we were up to 13%. So 13%. <laughs> yeah, it was it was nuts. Um, yeah. but we don't we don't base what we offer the tenant the the house for based on full market value. We're still at the end of the of the three years wanting them to get a good value, a good deal okay. and and for them to not have any problems getting their mortgage. So we don't want appraisal issues in three years. Yeah, um, so we tend to appreciate the value of the house. If we can get a five percent discount on the asking price, mm -hmm. we can we can afford to increase the value of the house only by about three percent per year and still make our margins for wow. the investor and for us. Wow. Wow. Um, as as we approach the asking price, if we have to pay full asking price, mm -hmm. then the value of the house will go up somewhere between four and a quarter and four and a half percent per year. So wow. we're we're trying as much as possible um, mm -hmm. to give a reasonable return for the investor. Yes. Um, and and still give a good deal for the tenant. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, next question. So you're 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 taking the rent. You're holding on to the rent and and with with the option also. Does the investor get any part of this money? Like, is the rent going to him, or are you dividing it as property management fees, or how do you work when the when the rent comes in? I know a portion goes yep. for the option to purchase, but yep. the rent itself. Well, how do you divide it? Okay. Uh, I the first thing I do with the rent. The rent is calculated based on. Um, a certain amount, uh, the, the cost for the house. So we pay the mortgage, we pay the taxes, we pay the insurance. Mm -hmm. um, then there's there's the cash flow that's left over. And what I do is I give that cash flow to my investor on a monthly basis. Okay. The reason okay. is because my investor has a, a greater tax liability being the one on title every year. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I like to make sure that the monthly cash flow goes to my investor mm -hmm. so that they have the taxes at the end of the year to cover their liability. 
Okay, that now that sense. does form that does form part of their profit, but okay. in the end, I, 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 they they're getting a portion of their profit early in order to cover their early tax liability. Excellent. And so I I don't actually collect any money on the rent to own mm -hmm. until the end. Wow, that's why they and, do business with you. <laughs> well, the other the, the other reason is because I I I don't know whether I will have met my full margin until the end. And I guarantee my investor a certain return mm -hmm. based on their numbers. And I, I make sure that they get that. So if we don't get double that, it's yeah. me who takes the hit. Okay. So for instance, what, what, what do you guarantee as a return on investment for the investor then? Typically, I would not bring a, an investment to an investor unless I thought that I could make him at least 15% mm -hmm. per That'd year simple interest on his money. Yeah, that makes sense. So, so I'm targeting I'm targeting thirty percent. Mm -hmm. So if we turn around and we made twenty five percent, my mm -hmm. investor is still going to get fifteen, and I would get ten. Yes. If we made fifteen, he gets it all. Yeah. If we only make twelve, he gets all twelve, and I and but he won't. That's the only case in which he would not get his margin. Mm -hmm. Yeah, makes sense. That makes sense. Yes. Myself, when I purchase for myself, I look at a ten percent return on investment. And if I can't do that in in collecting rents, I don't even go near the property. And and I think you're going to agree with me, Rob. What's going on now? There's so many investors that are over their head. I mean, yeah. they're 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 in a negative cash flow situation, which is the craziest thing to do. Like my father used to say, "Make the house work for you. You don't work for the house." That's right. And I think we're going to see a lot of people getting into a lot of trouble now financially because yeah. they didn't do the basics of you know buying a piece of real estate. They were actually playing the playing a stock the stock market with their properties instead well, of. Go that's ahead. the that's the biggest thing is that is that people are buying property without understanding the numbers. Yes, exactly. And it's, it's it's why it's why after a while I got into I got into teaching it and 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 doing private coaching and private mentoring, um, is is to make sure that my students understand what they're doing when they go out to buy real estate. Yes. Um, I want them to understand the numbers so that they're actually buying real estate that makes sense for them. Yes. And you know, this is a really good point because I, I started doing long-term and short-term rentals 20 years ago, and I really specialize in the short-term rentals. I'm known as the short-term rental guru, right? <laughs> because I've been doing it for 20 years. And and mm -hmm. and it's something very interesting because I've been watching, because I, I you know my worlds are two, long and short-term rentals. And a lot of the people that were tell you know these so-called gurus young kids i mean these are just kids right that were arbitraging properties instead of owning the properties big difference mm -hmm. between the two so they could charge 25 bucks a night or 45 because they're only paying the owner maybe 13 or 1400 dollars a month and they were making so myself when you carry a mortgage pay tax how can you possibly rent out your place for such little money so what mm -hmm. but, so when they actually got into the reality of purchasing a property they said oh you don't make any money with 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 Airbnb if you own the property. It's when you don't own the property because your taxes go up. You have to pay, you know, whichever agency you're going through, you have to pay them. You have to put, you know, you have to decorate the place, put furniture. Where do you think this money's coming from? You know, so this one guy that's been saying he knows everything about short-term rentals is saying, this is why I'm getting out of the short-term rental business. And it's interesting because below there, there's comments. So one said, well, you have to own the property to make any money, not even make any money. You don't. 
unless you know what you're doing. So, I mean, and this is the same thing with long-term rentals or rent-to-owns. If you don't know the, the basics of economy or the basics of real estate, you're going to get into a lot of trouble. Definitely. Did you want to add anything more before we close, Rob? This has been fantastic, by the way. Uh, oh, great. Thanks. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful information. We'll have to have you back on the show again to go into more detail about it. But do you want to leave us with any, how, do, how can people get in touch with you? Where can well, they find you? People can send me a Facebook message. Um, they, can, they can send me an email. My email is lamontjr381 at gmail.com. So no problem sending me an email. Um, I can direct them to my website, which is www.thinkoutsidethebox.guru, G-U-R-U. Um, and, and they can see a little bit about the rent to own. Um, I did want to mention a couple of other things about the rent to own that are, that are, that are interesting the way we do it. Um, we do get the tenant after we've gone through all the documents with them. Um, we do explain what their risks are Mm -hmm. and we do explain to them that they should get their own legal counsel. Yes. And we make sure that they sign a document indicating that we haven't coerced them in any way and that we've told them that they should go get their own legal counsel. Yeah. That's the one that Um, I I used to say that too to people. I don't think they even understood what I was saying. I said, you have to take this to a lawyer, but I like the fact that you actually got them to sign that they've chosen not to, right? Yeah. And, and we tell them that their lawyer is going to hate it. Yeah, um, be- because the lawyer is going to tell them that they can lose money, and I'm sitting there and I tell them that they can lose money too if they don't buy the house. Yes. Um, now, if if they don't buy the house, they aren't necessarily going to lose everything they've given us. Mm-hmm. Um, what we do is we calculate what our costs are, mm-hmm. and a return and a return for our investor, and if there's money left over after that, um, they would that would be returned to the tenant. That's good. That's okay. That's very kind of you. Not everyone does that. Well, they're supposed to now. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone does it a different way. Yep. So listen, Rob, I want to thank you very much for being my guest. So we learned a lot about rent to own. And I think, you know, um, we need to discuss this again at length, taking people step by step into it, because I know a lot of the investors are looking to getting into rent to owns. So um, it's been a pleasure having you here with me, Rob. I know you and I have been touching base for over a year on Facebook. So this is Rob LaMontagne is a real estate investor and does multi family, rent-to-owns, wholesale and private lending, investments in real estate trainer and mentor, and teaching multifamily rent-to-own and creative financing using private money. He has been self-employed since 1993 with no pension, so went back to school after the 2008 market crash to learn investing in real estate. And uh, Rob has been investing in real estate since 2010, and he was a smart one. He went actually 2009 to courses they were good or bad, but he learned a lot about what to do, what not to do. So he's a fabulous resource person to learn how to do rent to owns. He's got his systems down. Even I admire you. I've I've done real estate. I've done the rent to own for many years, but you know I stopped because I'm just finding it. I wasn't finding uh, enough people that were serious enough. So probably the it's the time, right? I mean, economically things change from 2000 until now, 20 years later. But I want Definitely. to thank you 
everyone. Thank you for being my guest, Rob, once again. Rob LaMontagne from Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. Myself, Maria Recruit, all things real estate. Please stay uh, and continue watching my shows where you'll learn a lot of things. And also, we have such great mentors and teachers that are, are in the trenches doing what they're, what they're preaching. They're not trying to sell you any course. They're just trying to explain and educate all of us as real estate investors. I want to thank you once again, Rob, for being my guest. We will thank see you, you for having time. me. Take care. Bye-bye, Rob. Yes. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to All Things Real Estate with Maria Recruit. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast to not miss another episode.